A lot of research and preparation for this role to figure out what Top Gun is all about? No. Basically what happens in a plane when you have to eject. Okay. Pretty scary stuff. I don't know. After all, this is Top Gun. Yeah. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I, I fighting off the light COVID <laughs> or, or COVID suspect, I think. It could just be like a regular seasonal cold thing. I'm sleeping like 10 hours a day every day, uh, which, which feels great. I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, I feel fucking great. What time is it? Like, oh, shit. It's like <laughs> quarter past uh, right. two. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. But that's great. They say you're not truly free unless you can control what time you get up, right? Like you're, you're not, you don't live in a free society if you have to set an alarm. So try not to, not to live the way the man tells me to. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of oldies lately. I've been, I told you I was listening to like some oldie station when the Rostet song right. came on. I didn't even know it was her, and I was like, oh, she only sold a hundred million records in her life. <laughs> um, but it's amazing, like how many, you know, all the, all the controversial songs that we don't play on the radio anymore by people that are still beloved. You know, there's that that one song by John Lennon that we don't uh, we don't we don't rotate that one very often. Oh, you mean "Woman" is the uh, <laughs> N word of the world? Yes, not there's that one. But then there's the other really problematic one, and it's amazing how it still gets played. But I, I mean, I feel like it's song of his. A song, yeah, that's the you remember the the song I'm talking about. You know the one, "Christmas is over if you want it." Oh. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that that's you know the the right the anti woke mob is not up in arms about that one. Christmas being canceled by John Lennon. No religion and no Christmas, really, John. Christmas is over if you want it. Yeah, problematic at least. No, great song though. Um, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, um, I I got that title right, right? I didn't. No, I mean, yeah, that's it's close. That, enough. That's what it's called. It's, yeah. cl- it's close enough. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's yeah. what. Yeah, according to the conservatives, that's what it's actually. There's the first called. line of the song is "Christmas is over." That's, that's <laughs> how, right. Oh, I recall it. I could probably look it up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> No, that's that's for that's for educated podcasts. We don't do that here. <sighs> no, we don't do that here, pal. That's for the um, Krasen cast. Krasenstein right. brothers. They can look that one up. I got time. <laughs> yeah. So I, we'll, we'll get into some stuff, uh, you know, that went on this week. Not a not a ton. You know, it's, Kanye West went complete full fucking Nazi. But other than that, not a not a ton happening this week. But, um, but was it really Kanye? Because he was wearing a mask, a full yeah, face mask. True. So who's it could be a, an imposter. Well, you know, I wouldn't well, put it past him. We'll talk about that. But before we have to talk about that garbage, uh, I do want to mention that I'm I'm. Uh, I just watched the the sixth episode of Andor last night. I'm up to episode six, which yeah, you're only um, like like what a month and a half behind. That's great. I'm. <laughs> well, I didn't start watching it until fucking two weeks ago, and I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so I'm ahead of the curve in that on the on the the weekly scale. But um, 
fucking oh my god this show it's it's kind of incredible that i and i almost like don't believe what i'm watching when i'm watching it because i'm like this is so far and away better and more substantive than anything that star wars has produced i mean you know i'd say arguably ever i mean i think you could maybe say for the time the sort of anti-imperialist anti uh vietnam themes of the original trilogy were pretty uh unique for the time for a mainstream major mainstream you know movie but certainly in the last you know 40 years this is the most fucking uh well-made uh thing that has ever been put out with the star wars name attached to it yeah it's it's rich and it's thoughtful (laughs) yeah and i I mean rich in in the scope and the scale spirit right oh man wait wait till you get to the finale it's gonna floor you it's gonna fucking floor you yeah and and i mean uh, and that's the thing is like i and and i don't i haven't been looking at any sort of like things about the episodes but i was just looking at the (laughs) i'm that's that's the good part is that nobody's talking about it so you nothing's getting spoiled (laughs) right no exactly but uh but i was looking at the imdb like episode rankings and i was like oh this episode was fucking incredible this is one of the best things i've ever seen and I looked at it, and it's got a 9.1 on IMDb. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I look, and the next three episodes are like 9.4, 9.5. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, no shows get scores like that. Like, peak Game of Thrones was the only show I saw that would consistently score that high on IMDb, which is notorious for sort of underscoring. Oh, I got popular. into that fucking argument again today with some idiot who... <laughs> Uh, on on Twitter, it was like it, I really think that like the thing that people think was bad writing was that the show didn't convince them that Burning King's Landing was justified, and it's like the show wasn't trying to convince you of that. You're supposed to think that was a bad thing, like you, you not, like <laughs> not every right, not everything is supposed to be like whatever. It's, but I like the character, so I don't understand. Uh, yeah, okay. People cannot understand media that doesn't hold their fucking hands, which is what I love about this show is that it's just very thoughtful. It's not conventional. It doesn't. I mean, the, the characters uh, who he meets on this, uh, you know, this sort of heist mission, um, it, it, this incredible sort of fucking, you know, great train robbery esque heist uh, heist mission. Uh, uh, you know, none of them are really good people. They're all kind of assholes, and like, you, you like you, the only the only one you really like is like the the plucky idealist who fucking you know, uh, you know. oh the marxist yeah the, 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 the one who was writing fucking das capital like it is you know it, it, it for the star wars universe yeah funny funny how that uh, <laughs> doesn't really translate to people to explain it to them and they're like oh so so that's what marx was actually saying like yeah you should try reading him actually once in a right. while <laughs> right and and it, and and you know just but but i mean like the the other guy skeen or whatever the fuck his name is he it the show's great also because it does things like that that last scene that they have together where they're sitting there um and and he's like you know we could just leave we could just take this take this money blah blah, blah. And, like and i still don't 100 percent know if he was just trying to gauge whether or not andor was like a mercenary or if he really meant it i like my gut says he really meant it and that's obviously uh, but but the great thing about that scene is you know that andor can't risk the fact that he there's that 50% chance that he does mean it and that he'll kill him the second he fucking turns his back on him. So he has to shoot him and then he has to fucking leave. Like it, it's such a great, I thought layered sort of way to play these characters after, you know, the, the, the typical Disney hero. Right. They're like, not oh, the good guys. No, they're, they're, you're, not, they're, you're not supposed to root for anybody on this show, honestly, except no. for, you know, you, you root for the people. 
just right. the people in general, you know, the general as, cause of, you know, anti-empire, you know, right. anti-imperial sentiment. Well, and it, it, it tracks so well with, uh, you know, like the films like Battle of Algiers, where it's, it's the first people to who are willing to take the risks of rebellion are going to be a criminal underclass. Right. You know, it just will be <laughs> because right. they're the people that are like, well, I'm already doing this shit. I might as well do it for a good cause. And, oh, it pays well, too. And they have a shitload of gold that we can steal. All right. Well, I'm all for it. Rebellion or whatever <laughs> well and that's and that's the other great thing about that this episode is like again the language of sort of basic storytelling would be like oh well you know the aldani are gonna they're gonna start f- attacking the empire and they're gonna help the rebels escape and it's like no that's not what the show's about the show the reason that they were so prominently featured in this episode was just to make a point about the 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 crushing normalcy of of this sort of colonial imperialism where you know, they 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 stand on ceremony, but you know they're just like a, a one fucking cycle away from just being like, yeah, well, we're not gonna let you back to your your native life. Like that, I love the fact that those two plots didn't intersect, and like they were trying to almost make it seem like they were going to, and it was like, no, this is just what actually happens. Like people come and they steal land from the people who were living there before, and then they pretend uh, that they're not trying to steal their land, and they make nice, and then they eventually just you know sort of politely shove them off to the side you know i say politely and sarcastically but they they sort of shove them off to the side and subjugate them um but it's just about the sort of enduring spirit of those people and like not letting you know letting them win so to speak even if it's even if it's you know under their terms like i i just really like that whole aspect of the episode too and how it wasn't you know part of the fucking heist plot like it was just that was there as the backdrop just to show you, you know, exactly who the empire is. And that's right. Well, they got to show you who's actually suffering, you know, or, right. or just, just the, you know, the way that, that they mock their local traditions and still let them do them, but like tightly control when and how they do them. Right. Very, you know, very poignant. And I would say it kind of drags on a little long, but like once you really got to like, see, you got to see like these details, Right. right. Cause it can't just be like, Oh, they're evil, you know, and we just accept that they're evil. Well, and like, that's always okay, been what how? the empire is in Star Wars. <laughs> right. It's like, well, yeah, sure. They blew up some planets, but we don't fucking see anybody, you know, incinerating to death on, on Alderaan. It's just like, Oh, they blew up a big thing. In I mean, sky. you do, you're just really far away. So you can't, you know, <laughs> right, right. right. You know, if you have like a 10,000 times magnifier, but no, but you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, it's their, their, their evilness has always been fairly sterile at least, or, you know, early on and very <clears> PG. <throat> And and I feel and not that this wasn't PG, but like it, it just felt more realistic to to what we've done uh, historically in the world uh, to portray the empire in this sort of stark of a terms, you know. Like yeah. I, I I appreciate it. And well, the, sh- the show definitely shifts gears, and you're about to see that. Um, yeah, and it's like you have you never seen uh, George Lucas's first film, have you? Th checks eleven thirty eight. No, no, is it? It's so it's the next few episodes of the show are like a a very heavy callback to that film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Stylistically, thematically, visually, uh, very much just like, how do you, you know, if you don't have enough, because the empire can't be everywhere. Right. And it can't control everyone with brute force. So it has to make people afraid and police themselves. Right. And the next few episodes are very much about that. And, and (laughs) you as the audience member are also very afraid for these characters. Like you really feel like there's real fucking stakes. Um, and they do things that you've seen done a million times, but in star Wars, but you've never felt like there was any stakes involved. It was just like, Oh, someone's captured. Now they're, 
breaking out. Now they're being rescued. Like it's right. just, it's like, you know, 10 minutes in the slammer and you're, you, somebody fucking shows up and blasters and they're off again, you know? And this, you're really stuck in a, in a place for, well, I should say, Andor is stuck in the same place for a long right. time of this show. And what's great is that the rest of the cast is so, you know, fleshed out. Is it like anytime they switch to a different location, you're not like, oh, not this guy again. You're like, right. yes, I want to see more of all these characters. And every time we're with them, I learn more and it, you just get, you know, because they feel like more like real people. And this feels like a more like a real society than it's ever felt like before. Right. And, 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 you know, just on a really superficial level, I mean, one of the most beautiful shots I think I've ever seen in a Star Wars anything we, the, the, when that when they actually get that full on shot where the the, the eye, so to speak, the, the celestial event above Aldani, um, you know, hits its full sort of peak is just incredible effects work. Um Oh yeah, felt completely. Well, you plus, know. we don't we don't get to see a lot of celestial events in the world of Star Wars. It's mostly no. just fucking black space, right? You know? and, and like far and distant stars. And, it, in know. in in Star Trek, they were always exploring like weird fucking you know lights and glowy shit and nebulas and like they made space look fucking amazing to look at. And in Star Wars, it's just like oh, it just it only looks cool when we're going fast. No, you right? just get to see <laughs> climate. Planets like planets that are one climate. That's all you see. In right. Star Wars. This is the ice planet. This is the this fucking is the desert planet. planet. This is the fucking rich planet where they race horses. This the is other the... desert planet. It's just, it's it's like um, really how does how do all these planets survive with only one biome per planet? How is there any life on these planets whatsoever? Um, but no, yeah. So I, I mean, I just thought you know, and and just broadly, and this is something I think you mentioned when we you know were talking initially when the show first started airing about how it doesn't look like any of the other star Wars shows. It doesn't feel like it's in the volume. I, it, it doesn't look like it's on a fucking soundstage. It actually feels like they went out into the lowlands of Scotland or whatever and shot these shot, these scenes. And like, it's, it's just, and I don't know if they did or not. I'm assuming they shot some of this. Oh, on location. Yeah. They did. Cause it, <laughs> they did. it just doesn't look fucking fake, which is, is so important, but such a tough lift to get, out of a Star well, Wars, and, and it's hilarious because it's like it's not like Disney doesn't have all the fucking money in the world to do any location shoot nor, they want. Nor do I imagine it's cheaper to pay the animators to animate every fucking bit of scenery versus just like, hey, let's go to a fucking de- des- like deserted place and film there. Like, yeah, I get their logistical difficulties, but uh, you know, they just don't want to pay for location liability insurance. Right. That's right. what it is because that's no. that shit's really fucking expensive. <laughs> um, sure. And of course, you've got to have a larger crew, of course, because you got to carry every, like, all the fucking equipment there. Right, and you, you got to pay people to stand around, not doing fucking, things for most yeah. of the day. I get it; I understand why, you know. But it's like, okay, yeah, the volume's a neat idea; it's a neat parlor trick. But like, it it makes most of the shots look fake as fuck, yeah. <laughs> right? It makes everything look flat. Use it for um, the shit you have to use it for. Use it for like effects work that needs to be done. Sure. That, like, I'd rather it be in in the volume, like effects work where the actor is physically acting against the the big fucking thing that they're uh, next to versus like complete cgi but any scene that does not need it like where you're walking in scenery and talking to another human being right uh just fucking film it somewhere like it's this is not hard fucking Look, george we lucas did we, it with- we couldn't get peter parker into the cemetery it just wasn't physically possible so we <laughs> had to green screen that shit i mean sorry right. it, it's just the it's just the <laughs> peak of there's, fucking there's no gross. cemeteries in the five boroughs anywhere for us to film <laughs> no, it wasn't no there's no possible. parks either that we could bring a couple of fucking fake gravestones and just you know stick them in the ground <laughs> like god forbid <laughs> oh, oh my god christ man all right well anyway the great fucking show if people haven't been watching that just 
really really highly recommend could not recommend it enough incredible stuff um and on to some less incredible stuff because i guess we have to talk about the news um so you know we talked last week um i think it was last week maybe the week before i don't know this is pretty much the ongoing descent of of any sort of uh public career that 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 he could have uh of kanye west who's just you know I think it's gotten to the point where people are just like, yeah, no, he's just a fucking racist moron. You just complete piece of shit. Ignorant, like has no, you know, it's going to be on the the clips of him in his car on the way to the Alex Jones show talking about all the, all the crazy things he's going to say. He's planning out the crazy shit he's going to say. That's not him just being like, he knows he's doing this stuff for a reaction. He knows that this is his brand now is just being a right wing troll. So he's going to keep going with it. It's, it's not mental illness. Mental illness is not when you're making a conscious choice to be a terrible person. No, I mean, you could, you could argue that any sort of just bigotry to this degree is like just deep seated, like men, you know, but that, but it's not like what people are saying. People use that as an excuse to give him like an out for this, as if somehow this like isn't in his heart and he's not a fucking complete bigot. And like, nazi you know aficionado and that's obviously not the case that's obviously what is actually happening and you know he's not hanging around with nick fuentes for the fucking you know for for the friendly fun conversations like he's hanging around with him because he's one of the few disgusting odious people that actually shares his awful opinions and won't uh judge him for it you know in the way that even tim pool fucking couldn't bring himself to do like it's just it's just incredible the fucking yeah when you've lost tim pool what else do you have really fucking forget that i mean i have this clip from so he was on Infowars this week uh obviously and there's this clip briefly and this i mean this is again this is like a 10 second clip but he 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 went on for like three four hours basically on the same tact so i'll play this and then a lot of research and preparation for this nope. role to figure out not that one <laughs> this one <laughs> you're not hitler you're not a nazi you don't deserve to be called that and demonized well i i see i i see good things about hitler also the jew i love everyone and jewish people are not going to tell me you can love what a fucking bizarre nazi um, <laughs> you know us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts. And you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that what? What? invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Especially, well, Hitler invented the microphone. Yeah, so like, how I mean, did how did Ray debunk the whole Hitler invented highways? I mean, thing. that's bullshit. But like, yeah, I just I hung up because like, when was the first telephone invented? What year was that? Eighteen? Uh, what? Right, way way before Hitler. I don't I don't understand what he's what he's saying about Hitler inventing microphones. I'm not. But somebody just fucking told him that. Somebody just told him that, and he believes it. Well, I, I and that's the thing is, it's not it's not that he's mentally ill he's just really fucking stupid and he's very susceptible to whatever any fucking idiot sort of tells him um and you know what these idiots are telling him is just just this vile fucking nazi propaganda like straight up fucking 
you know, Joseph Ger- Gable Goebbels fucking complete lie propaganda that he's regurgitating and has no clue that like it, it, none of this shit's true. So it's, it's really uh, funny. I, I love that Alex Jones is trying to give him out too. He's trying to help him. <laughs> right. He's like, it's not like you're Hitler and like no, the Nazis, the, the do whole, you? The and whole... like, well, <laughs> funny I, about that. I do. <laughs> Alex Jones has never had to like drop the facade of his character more than in the fucking three hours he was spending with Kanye, where he was just trying really hard because he knows his audience are fucking right wing lunatic nut jobs that absolutely fucking uh, admire Hitler. And, and you know, a, a good chunk of them are just full out fucking Nazis. Um, so he's got to try to toe the line of like not insulting them and not being like, well, I hate Hitler. I think he's a piece of sh- racist piece of shit and blah, blah, blah. Like he can never utter that phrase, but he was trying his hardest to be like, well, and you, but you're not a real Nazi. This is just the, the liberal, like Louis liberals, like demonizing you and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, and, and it was so weird to see him try to like toe that line and like be like, yeah, well, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't like Hitler. I mean, it just where the fucking. Well, that, that's the funniest thing. It's got to be so frustrating to be so deeply racist and at the same time, you know, try to tell the world that like, you know, slavery didn't exist, that it was called something else or that people, you know, or, or it was a choice. Slavery was a choice, uh, or, you know, or that there's that racism doesn't exist anymore. Like you, you, you literally want the society to be desegregated, but you're not allowed to like say it out loud. That's going right. to be so frustrating. Well, and, and that's the funny thing about Kanye is he's got none of that. Like most mainstream right wingers either feel that or like grift towards that because they understand that their audience genuinely feels that. But Kanye doesn't have the fucking tact or 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 wit to like do that in a dog whistle way so he just comes out it's like yeah no i like hitler hitler's awesome like i think hitler's great like that you know like so many right-wingers will make jokes about shit like that and use like the fucking like 1488 in like some fucking tweet and think they're fucking clever and everyone knows that they're being like you know a nazi piece of shit but they wouldn't outright come out and say it and and he just is so fucking moronic that he has no sort of filter to tell him like this is you know you like like i'm sure even his fucking buddies are like you gotta be like his right-wing buddies not as i'm sure most of his black friends have abandoned him at this point i would i would hope but oh yeah no um, he's, he's a little entourage um it's all it's all a bunch of young white men now um, yeah no I, any anyone that's like anyone that's still around him that 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 has any melanin whatsoever i'm sure is just on his payroll at this point because i can't imagine anyone would associate with him candace owens maybe she's well, no, and she well exactly, and she's you know. Wait, she's is that the right one? To, is that the right yeah, Candace? Yeah, yeah. There's too, there's too many Candaces to keep track no, of that are and terrible. they're all awful. They're all awful. <laughs> the, the, the white one, the black one, they're both awful. Um, but no, yeah, Can, Candace Owens is for sure using him to to further her grift. But she's got to be careful. They, they all got to be careful too because they're all like trying to sort of maintain that veil of like polite society respectability so they can still get booked on you know Ben Shapiro's show and shit like that, but you know when kanye goes too far for ben shapiro you know you know he's just completely off the fucking deep end but yeah it's i don't know i'm just hoping this ends the way that uh you know (laughs) i'm hoping he follows his leader is all i'm gonna say (laughs) about that Hmm. to keep myself legally uh why what happened to his leader oh i don't know you know so just just some some I, I distinctly he, he, he remember. He didn't have a great time. He didn't have a great I, time. I distinctly remember uh, Hitler v- being voted out of power. You know, and that's no, why that's we true, have to that's true. respect we, we, we our, our adversaries. 
and you we know, voted the, liberal democracy back into power defeat in Nazi them Germany. in the marketplace of ideas that's what and we do. uh you know they left office quietly they went they went peacefully no 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 big no big fess fuss or muss there's left they packed up their stuff no. and then new administration moved in so yeah, hopefully that'll happen. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, to think about it, really, I mean, realistically, Hitler did resign. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I loved his resignation letter too. It was, it was it was shortened to the point, and you know, yeah, yeah, it was written in blood. Right. That was right. I loved it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, what a what a fucking clown show! What an absolute clown show! And this is for sure going to end with him climbing a bell tower. So, you know, it, 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 enjoy it while it lasts because it's it's not going to last long. I don't think anyone could fucking could 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 keep this pace up. And, and I mean, he's like, it's not like he can get fired, you know, from being Kanye no, West. It's like but somebody's always going to be there to put a microphone in front of him. It's it's it is the clown show. No, Absolutely. He's, but he's he's gonna and he's gonna say something that's you know so offensive that somebody's just gonna fucking take a shot at him and he's gonna deserve it. But <laughs> it's it's you know it's gonna happen. So you know, I'm just if you're enjoying this on from you know in some bizarre sick spectacle sort of way that people watch tmz you know and enjoy it while it lasts basically um yeah well speaking of fucking complete morons we (laughs) we should talk about the georgia uh senate runoff uh quickly because they did actually call it last night for ralph warnock the democrat um he beat herschel walker by a whole point um which is fucking incredible because Herschel Walker, again, I just can't stress this enough. The stupidest man to ever run for public office in the United States. And that is a, I mean, that is a murderer's row of, of stupid people in this country that have run for higher office. But um, I really do think he's the stupidest one. And and you actually sent me a clip oh, earlier yeah. um, um, of Herschel Walker struggling to, to understand a second grade English class uh, concept. So let's, let's play that. And we'll, uh, yeah. we'll talk about that. Pronoun. What the heck is a pronoun? Pronoun in our military. How do you identify in our military? This is war times. What happened to pushups? I'm tired. My pronoun is sick and tired of these pronouns. <laughs> they got to get some off service member killed with these pronouns. But now they're bringing pronouns into our military. They're bringing wokeness into our military. I don't even know what the heck is a pronoun. <laughs> pronoun? Pronouns in our military? Are you serious? What is a pronoun? They're bringing pronouns in our military. And I'm like, what the heck is a pronoun? I'm sick and tired of this pronoun stuff. They're bringing pronouns into our military, and my pronoun is sick and tired of it. The other day I heard him say that uh, to be a senator, you have to know some stuff. It's great. It's a great end tag for that. Uh, no, genuinely, he's genuinely asking, "What is a pronoun?" He doesn't understand basic concepts of speech nope. and, and, and yeah. English. I, I yeah, I, I, I guarantee I, you, if you asked him to define it, he genuinely could not define what a fucking pronoun is. Like he just doesn't. You know, I love how he says pronouns in our military like that. <laughs> Like the fucking meme, like the centipedes right. in my vagina. In this it's economy. more common than you think. Right. Oh, God. It, it's just, it's like, what, what do you think men and women are? What, what do you, what do you think? They, <laughs> like, it's joke. No, a pronoun is only or if you're I or, or, yeah, right. He's just fucking more. It, it's just, but it's so funny. Like, th- this but is we're in war the- times. War times, Anthony. We're in war times. <laughs> like, what, what? What country are we? At, 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 do, have we declared war against currently? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's not wrong, even though he doesn't know it. He he's a fucking moron, but no, I mean, he like <laughs> he thinks they like fucking band push-ups in the military instead of push-ups. You have to you have to go around and tell all your troop, uh, your barrack mates, your fucking pronouns. <laughs> like that's what he thinks. No, we we replaced uh, push-ups in the military with uh, drag queens reading story time right, at the right. library. That's <laughs> right. That's that's what the the bulk mob did to our military. <laughs> yeah. The- Oh man, he he is the ultimate. Like, I I have to imagine some RNC fucking coked up RNC guy at a party like bet somebody he could get the stupidest man alive elected, you know, in Georgia. Yeah, and, and it was, was Donald just... Trump. It was Donald Trump <laughs> right. who was that person. Um, so headline here: Herschel Walker's son says Trump called his father for months, demanding that he run, while everyone with a brain begged him not to. Wow. <laughs> That's the headline. Um, That's funny. I didn't even know that. That's <laughs> yeah. So he personally was calling him, telling him how so great he would be. They and they they actually have a his, long history together because Herschel Walker was like the one one of the few big stars stupid enough to leave the NFL to go join the USFL once Trump took it over. Right. And, you know, ran it into the ground within a year. But he was like mm-hmm. the centerpiece of the USFL along with uh, Doug Flutie, um, <laughs> which is funny in its own right but that's yeah so that's that that's their history together he's always been uh you know like he's always been one of those like like white guys favorite black guy sort of people like it's just of course you know that i mean and that's the only reason why they picked him because they had to run against another black person right so that they just it's and that's you know trump's logic is like oh well this guy's you know he's he he looks the part and he does what I tell him to. And he's comes from, you know, a sort of a sports entertainment background. What's not to like, right? right. It doesn't matter if he's eloquent or not. Who gives a shit? I mean, who are the people that he's are going to vote for him? Even dumber than he is. Wow. So, uh, I, as a joke, I Googled Herschel Walker wife. You know, he's apparently has an ex-wife, um, who I will give you one guess, uh, what, what, what nationality she, or what race she is. Emily, no Cindy, close enough. But she is she does look, <laughs> she does appear to be a, a white lady named Cindy. Um, so her her pronouns are Cindy. Yes, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. her pronouns are Cindy. It's just again fucking uh, it's just complete fucking clown show, absolute clown show in politics and entertainment in this country. But I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing else. But what you so we had that article. We had a, we have a more serious article uh, that we wanted to talk about um and and just general happening because uh joe biden everyone's favorite fucking uncle joe who is apparently the most fucking progressive president that we've ever had in this country according to morons um just just basically compelled a u.s uh court to uh drop charges against saudi arabia for the murder of uh american citizen and jury tampering isn't that like interfering with the Court? It's it's cool it... when you're president. You can do whatever you want. You can fucking interfere with juries. You can you know you can literally do whatever you want. Just invite the judge on a little golf tour and right. uh, you know mix mix right. some. You bets. ever see the Lincoln bedroom? Like here, here it is, and then you know, <laughs> fucking yeah. Um, so, so yeah, what they, did uh, they, what did they do? So yeah, so he he you know they pushed for uh, the the dismissal of a lawsuit uh, against the, against the the government of Saudi Arabia for the murder of American citizen and Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, and this was a civil lawsuit. 
Correct. Correct. So it's not even, I mean, again, you can't bring them up on criminal charges anyway, but yeah, it was just like, literally like, Hey, one of the richest fucking countries in the middle East. Can you at least give us some fucking money for like murdering this guy? You know, like it's just, it's fucking incredible. I'm assuming it's from, you know, his family, but uh, you had, you had a a paragraph in particular that stood out to you from this, this article. this This is insane. It's like, basically, so this is, this is the federal government, you know, I don't know if the Biden administration, uh, administration itself or like who it was that, you know, contacted the court, I'm assuming contacted the judge personally and said, right. here's what we the way we want you to rule on it. But the court just basically said, okay. Right. And made up this incredible reason. Um, because the the court claims that uh, Bin Salman, uh, what's was it? What's his first name? Mohammed bin Salman. MBS. Mohammed bin Salman Bonesaw. Um, that the the suit was to be dismissed based on head of state immunity. So <laughs> we so we recognize head of state immunity of a dictator. Right. So literally, just any dictator can murder anyone they want, and U.S. courts think that they are immune from prosecution or any kind of lawsuit. Yeah, and it, it, which is insane on its own, but also it goes further here. So the court also dismissed the cases against uh, Saad al Kahatani and Ahmed al Arasri, senior Saudi officials at the time of the killing, who were named as defendants in the lawsuit, saying that, that the plaintiffs had not adequately established that the court should have jurisdiction over the matter. So the court is saying that the plaintiff, the burden was on them to prove that the court had the authority to exist. It's fucking unreal. Well, I'm only the judge. What? Who, who am I to fucking say? I don't know. What, what powers do I have? You have to prove it to me. I, I, I do wonder. To know what I can do. I do wonder if there's just just an idea of like we cannot let the U.S. court set any sort of precedent holding any head of state accountable whatsoever, which is why they would step in to try to do that. Like, I really genuinely wonder if that's that was the thinking of the Biden administration or of the government at large. Like, I mean, look, has OJ paid any money to the families of the people he murdered? No, no not according to, to the <laughs> family of the Goldman's. He's he's completely no. fucking, you know, ducked them. It's 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 like even if the court says yes, you owe this money. Uh, good luck ever getting it because unless the person voluntarily pays, you know there really is no mechanism. Like if, right. if so, if you say you win a lawsuit right against somebody and they owe you that money, well, how do you get it? Well, you have to file another lawsuit to actually get the money <laughs> to do things like forcing you know wage garnishment, something right. like that. Like every single thing, single thing you do in Costs court, you more money is a lawsuit right Right. but it's it's like the 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 court can't just be like yes you have to pay the money and if you don't you're under arrest right that doesn't exist right right people think it does and it doesn't no not in civil cases it doesn't right and 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 again if you win the if you win a lawsuit compelling them to unless you can actually get like a wage garnishment or some sort of seizure from the government like you you're still they're still they can still fucking just not pay you like uh, yeah, it's just yeah. Fucking... I mean, what you'd have to know, like where somebody. I mean, we're talking about the fucking prince of Saudi Arabia, so we know where he works. But like, if you didn't, <laughs> right. like, you know, if if it's some adversarial party and like they didn't want you to know where you, you they worked, like it's not hard to hide that. You know, it's not like you have access to, you know, Bureau of Labor Records or you know their tax information. All that stuff is confidential, right? I mean, a right. court could get that, but they won't. 
right. <laughs> right? Because again, it's your it's your responsibility to prove what powers the court has. They don't even know. They don't have it written down anywhere. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. ridiculous. No, it's like the IRS. Why do I have to do my taxes, IRS? You already know how much money I made. Right. <laughs> why, the, why the fuck do I have to do the work for you? No, so then you can make a mistake on these super complicated fucking confusing forms. And if you do, they'll they'll fucking, you know, completely fine you and, you know, put you into financial ruin. Right. Like that's, if you had the answers the way... for the test, why did I have to take the test? Right. Right. It's, it's because there's a whole industry that makes a ton of money doing your taxes for you because they make it so fucking complicated that you can't do it on your own. That's why. Right. So we should talk about, uh, speaking of Biden, um, talk more about the train stuff because uh, this this vote, this is just absolutely insane to me um, that, you know, the, 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 you, you remember, you remember when the squad, remember when the squad said they couldn't force the vote on Medicare for all? Yep. I remember. But they can force a vote to make sure that rail workers can't have sick days. No, this was this is the thing they need to ram through. Not you know, not a fucking bill meeting their demands or at least coming close to what their demands are. Uh, not just saying, hey, we're not going to vote on this at all because we have no fucking legal jurisdiction in this. You know, to 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 rule on this fucking strike between two parties that aren't us that don't involve us. Um, let's no, let's set the precedent of just fucking voting to fucking break their strike with none of their demands met. Uh, whatsoever and yeah they'll just deal with it so that's 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 literally what all the democrats who voted for this bill uh agreed to do you know again even bernie tried to at least get something for them he tried to get through an amendment for at least seven sick days a year and they couldn't even fucking vote on that you got republicans voting on that but not even all the fucking democrats would vote for that so it's just it's fucking pathetic it's absolutely fucking pathetic but um so I, I watched a little clip from Jimmy Dore today, and I haven't watched him forever because all the COVID fucking vaccine, anti-vax stuff lately, yes, but. Drove, drove me nuts. But yeah, he, he was basically saying, you know, like DSA put out a statement uh, regarding the squad voting for uh, for this thing. All but one. All but one. Um, Rashida Tlaib Rashida didn't, didn't, didn't right. vote for it. But all the I mean, all these other DSA backed candidates voted for this thing and DSA doesn't denounce them. They just says they're just, dis- they're disappointed. Like really, this wasn't a line in the sand for you to you know, take back your endorsements of these people. Right. Like wh- when is it enough? Like literally what good is your fucking endorsement for? If you're not going to support labor, like what, so, what is the point of your fucking, what is the point of you existing as a party or as an entity? Seriously. Uh, Kashama Sawan of socialist alternative who um, I'm, I'm pissed at one of the local chapters because they're doing a, anti-china uh anti-china pro-taiwan oh, protest fuck, I saw that. yeah yeah and it's it's sponsored by all these groups that are like clearly front groups of the cia like <laughs> right. you know keep taiwan free it's like taiwan is a free province in china like what are you talking about that's like like free alaska keep like, texas what? free from america's influence <laughs> right like i got news for you texas you are a big chunk of american influence yes we wish um, you weren't but you but you are so <laughs> seriously yeah you remember when texas wanted to be its own country you remember the reason for that remember remember why they wanted to be their own republic it was because they could they could keep the slaves if they did that shit no i think it was more just they they, they you know yeah, they, you, they wanted yeah, their own <laughs> you remember the alamo you know what that battle was over was slavery <laughs> <laughs> they don't teach us that. Don't remember that <laughs> part. We don't want you to remember that part. We I've just been to the Alamo, and they don't mention that anywhere. 
no, no. <laughs> right. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's a sign where Ozzy pissed, and that's pretty much the extent of what they. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kashama Swant, who I, I've met, I love her. Uh, she's great, regardless of what Socialist Alternative does. Uh, t- tweeted out all but one squad crossed the picket line, voting with uh, Dem Rep Majority to break rail worker strike. A socialist can't be a strike breaker. This should result in expulsion from DSA. Failing that, the squad's betrayal of workers becomes DSA's betrayal. Yeah, yeah, I that's absolutely true, and uh, none of that's going to happen because the DSA is a fucking complete joke of an organization. They have been unfortunately for a long time. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I've been short, I, I, not long time historically, but I think that the, the, no, I, I would, I would say they've never been very effectual. Like I've been part of groups that were involved in planning direct action. Right. And I sat in on one DSA meeting one time and it was the most boring experience of my life. It was, it was like, there was no talk of like doing anything. It was just three hours of people trying to decide what their values were as an organization and you know what behavior they found problematic amongst different whatever it's just like who fucking cares get to the point like this is time is money like what do you what do you want to fucking do right plan some shit plan some fucking disrupt something right no no no. we just here's here's the candidates that we're we're gonna endorse it's like really so you just you call yourself socialists you don't fucking do shit and then you endorse these people Right. And then you don't and, hold and them accountable proud of and they fucking yeah. do shit that's awful, like try to like vote to b- break a fucking strike with none of the demands of the workers met. Like that's the sort of shit you, you do, you know, as with, with your power as an organization, which was yeah. totally fucking handed to you by Bernie Sanders. I mean, they went from a fucking 10,000, five, 10,000 member uh, organization to like a hundred thousand. And I'm sure they're at this point over, you know, a quarter of a million or whatever, but it, it's a fucking joke what they've, done with the 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 immense levels of exponential growth they've been handed in the last you know five six years yeah well and you remember when we first were kind of like yeah i think the term democratic socialist is pretty fucking meek but i get why they're doing it right because you're trying to kind of like make people you know think of it as still being democratic and now i'm to the point where i'm like no fuck that communism or nothing right (laughs) It's like well, and, and you can, right, you can have a little bit of anarchism in there, but it's got to be it's going to be anything. Like you can't have this this pandering. Well, it's demo, it's socialism, it's democratic. It's like no, it's just going to be more fucking bullshit liberalism. Is all right. it's going to be with a nice bow on it. That's 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 all it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's fucking. It's time to rob some. Fo- oh, <laughs> one other fucking funny thing from Andor. I just thought of the most preposterous thing though about that episode. Do we really believe that the empire is still dealing in like physical currency and not only physical currency, but like giant fucking coins that like wouldn't fit in your like backpack? Like that's the way they do all of their payroll in, in the fucking empire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, giant uh, sleeves of, of gold coins. I think that, you know, some of those things don't make any sense to me. Like, <laughs> it's just funny. Really? It's, like... it's it's the the plans for the Death Star take minutes to upload. Like, <laughs> right. but, but we figured out faster than light speed travel. Hmm. Right, but 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 this fucking twenty or you know five hundred kilobyte file <laughs> takes five minutes to fucking make the uplink. Well, we need the Hall of Death scene to happen. So also this <laughs> this door's jammed because apparently the the force is stronger than fucking you know hydraulics that can move thousands of tons. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. It's it's hilarious. To no, me, it, was, but... it was great. So we were talking about the rail thing, and uh, you know, it's like we don't really. In this discourse, we never get to hear what, well, 
most people don't ever care to listen to or are given any point of view from the actual workers, actual rail workers, right? right. It's just, here's here's what the union boss says. And it's like half the time they're on the fucking payroll. The right. Company. Half the anyway. time they have no you know, interest whatsoever in, in advocating for the interests of their of their members. Yeah. Or you have like a retired union president who will like say some real shit once they're out of the seat. <laughs> right. So this was a statement from, let's see. Uh, okay, Wednesday evening, the rail uh, Railroad Workers Rank and File Committee, which sounds like it's not even like a union. It's just like, you know, <laughs> here's a group of people that will actually say what the rank and file really wants. Um, so the RWRFC and representatives of rank and file workers in other industries met to discuss their response to, uh, to moves by Congress to force through contracts that workers have already rejected. Uh, after extensive discussion, the meeting unanimously adopted the resolution below. So I won't read all the resolution because it gets wordy, but uh, it's still it's this is this is like, you know, nobody nobody's saying this right. Or I'm not hearing this being said. Um, so this uh, this representative meeting of rank and file workers uh, with delegates from the railroads, auto plants, West Coast docks, graduate students and others resolves. We declare Congress's move to impose a contract on railroad workers that they rejected to be completely illegitimate. I love that. That's the first sentence. Yeah. I love that. Like we we don't recognize the authority of them right. to do this, and I don't recognize it either. I'm like, how can they? Th- these are this isn't these aren't federal workers. No, they, they're saying some bogus 1926 fucking congressional ruling to 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 do that. It's total bullshit. But yeah, right. and even the rail companies argue that you know the amount of of federal property that they carry on trains, it might be one or two cars per hundred, you know, hundred cars on a train that have anything to do with the federal government at all. Right. And, and they argue that that's the reason why they shouldn't have to give health care or shouldn't get paid or they shouldn't get paid sick days because they're not federal workers. That's the railroads argument is right. that the government has nothing to do with it. So um, it, it continues here. It is an attack on the democratic and constitutional rights, including of the right to strike and the right to participate in a meaningful con- contract vote, not only of railroads, but the entire working class. If it succeeds, it will set a precedent that we used against other sections of workers in the future. It goes on and on and on. I'll just leave it at that and leave it nice and poignant because the first paragraph is definitely the best there. But right. yeah, it's it's like, I don't like, why isn't that on the news? <laughs> right. Well, right. Because they would, ne- they would never actually let you fucking hear the perspective of somebody like that because then people would be like oh yeah no, that actually makes a lot of sense i don't know why we're hey, just... wait a minute yeah they'd be... <laughs> <Right. laughs> i don't have to do this yeah that sort of thing could never be you know unions have to be completely demonized to be a bunch of fucking lazy bums who like don't work and like to put in 80 hours of overtime right. but actually work 10 cool. hours a week which is just not a thing that really happens like it's just they'll people always have one anecdotal story that they'll fucking half make up that they'll use to justify why you know, people banding together to get higher wages is somehow a bad thing. And it's, I mean, the, the coordinated effort to discredit workers is constant. It is ongoing. It is everywhere. This is a, a, a tweet. <laughs> Somebody found uh, at least four different examples of the exact same tweet being put out. It says, cards on the table. I'm a train driver. I'm on a 75K a year overtime. I left RMT in the summer. This is an orchestrated coup by militant unions and the left-wing media to bring down a democratically elected government. For the record, I was awarded an 8.5% pay raise in May. And that that exact same verbiage was, you know, the exact same words 
somebody found uh, at least four different accounts tweeting the exact same thing. Um, and one of them, one of them, they found other tweets of theirs where in one they claim to be retired and one they claim to be a nurse and another they claim to be a train driver, but they all said the same thing. Yeah. So like whatever, whatever the, the, the profession of people who were like trying Very to get labor of this person, right? Right. This person, you know, w- w- claiming to be all these different professions and I never needed all that stuff. This is just left wing, right? You know, so clearly it, it's a fucking lie. Oh, and the, the fucking the, the account who claimed to be like three different professions, um, their avatar was uh, something about like, you know, supporting Brexit and it was a union jack and it was like obviously first name bunch numbers was the name of the account. Right. Uh, so yeah, this is, I mean, it's clearly this, this kind of stuff isn't uncommon, but it's hilarious that people still like think that that's going to sway anything. Yeah, no, it, it's sad. I mean, but unfortunately it, it doesn't really matter because they, they, they don't really uh, have any actual popular influence, but they don't need popular influence because they have everyone fucking bought you know, in advance. So they really could just push through the most unpopular legislation imaginable. And there's really nothing any of us can do about it. It's baked into the cake at this point, which is the most depressing part of it all. Like there's nothing really at that point that we can do on that level to stop it. They're just going to do the same shit that they always do, but you know, they can at least be shamed for it. That's, that's, that's the fucking bare minimum that we could do at this point. So I got another headline here. This is a quick one too. Uh, Business Insider. Um, we, we know Elon Musk bought Twitter and fired half the staff, and is now expecting everyone else who's still left to be hardcore. Yo, I got to sleep there. I don't know if you saw that today. He, apparently, he's being investigated by San Francisco because he put a bunch of beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is this is. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, Elon okay. Musk converted office space at Twitter's headquarters into bedrooms. Now, San Francisco <laughs> right. building inspectors are launching an investigation. This is literally he's fucking creating worry free from sorry to bother you, right? <laughs> but like unironically. But unironically. So this is just just the, the way this is worded is so like, let's try to normalize it. It mm. might look bad, but hey, what if what if we gave it a shot, everybody? So again, this is from Business Insider. So there's no bad idea they won't consider, right? Right in, in the way that they report stuff. So on Tuesday morning, Twitter employees arrived at the San Francisco headquarters to see a startling new development in the office: beds, nightstands, and comfortable armchairs. I love the idea that like we're they're not used to comfortable chairs. <laughs> like, oh, this this is we had to fucking sit on nails before. Overnight, Musk had converted sections of Twitter's headquarters into bedrooms for quote hardcore staffers, according to Forbes. Musk was showing his support for employees who were so committed to their work that they were ready to sleep at the office. <laughs> like I fucking Jesus Christ. This fucking slave quarters is all it is. Yeah. Sources familiar with the matter told Forbes that there were anywhere between four to t- eight bedrooms per floor that looked, quote, comfortable. <laughs> so does that mean there was other ones that didn't look comfortable? Right, right. But Those it's like, hey, the they, they, they look comfortable. So how bad could it be? Just never leave. We lock the doors. Right. Um, we have the fucking hard cots in the basement for the less hardcore employees. But yeah. 
you don't want to be shunned and be one of those people that has to go home at the end of the day, do you? <laughs> right. You, you don't want to see your family at the end of the day or anything like that, like a fucking loser, right? Like yeah, God. It's San Francisco and nobody has a family. That's right? true. That's <laughs> true. You don't want to see your three roommates at the end of the day, do you? It's not like that sitcom from the 80s and the 90s where people actually could afford a house in San That's, Francisco and I, raise a family at the same right. time. It's actually probably, honestly, it's living at Twitter is an improvement to fucking living with your three roommates in you know fucking silicon valley where you're you're all paying you know <laughs> yeah seven hundred dollars on your three roommates that are uh, that are subleasing a garage <laughs> right for forty five hundred dollars a month jesus christ unreal <sighs> yeah so but it's just it's like the so yeah but, so clearly like the building is not zoned for living quarters right? right and that's why they're being investigated and it's like well like what are they going to do though like Musk is just going to pay money to have the he doesn't care about city the city code change. He constantly breaks the law. He's one of the the most notorious fucking lawbreakers on a mass scale, and just never faces any consequences for it because there is a level of money that will will insulate you from any consequences whatsoever for anything that you do short of actually murdering somebody. And even in those cases, sometimes you you're fine. Like it's just but it's just, it's just part of like the trend of trying to make you know, Silicon Valley tech stuff where it's like they completely own your life, but they try to make the workplace look like it's a fun, you know, oh, this isn't work. This is playtime that you get paid for. And, you know, the, the play involves, uh, you know, going through people's accounts and looking for any kind of left wing speech that you can delete. Right. Right. Like, I, I, so I, I actually, um, oh, God, where was it that I was going to uh, I applied for? Oh, yeah. So I I once applied to do call center support for Airbnb. Mm. And I didn't get past even like the first round of the process. <laughs> really? um, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't want to work there, but I had another friend who did get hired and it was like total cult mentality. First of all, they pay you really well, but like they give you your own computer, but you're not allowed to take it home. Right. So it's just all these kind of like really weird controlling things, but they try to make like, like the office, no one has cubicles. You can just kind of like hang out wherever you want to, oh, you know, that like that. Whole... I hate those fucking off. Oh God, the open office concept. Right. And it's like, the, you know, there's like uh fucking ping pong tables everywhere. And it's like, if you don't feel Nobody... like working and you can just hang out and not work for a while, you know, right. it's, it's just, they, try, they try to make you think that you're not doing a fucking terrible thing. Right. right. And Airbnb no. and Uber, they are fucking terrible companies and they break the law constantly. Right. And and but you know, the real thing with, with the open office concept, they act like it's it's for collaboration, but really it's just so that you never fully are just zoned out at your desk because then it's obvious to everyone that you're zoned <laughs> out. Like it's just a it's just a way of policing people without actually doing it. Right. There's, no one who's they, ever actually worked in one of those would ever implement that at a company that they're running. Like it's just Right. Well, they, they want everyone to spy on each other is right. what they want. They want to create a very, you know, controlling, friendly office culture. <laughs> right. Right. Where everyone's just sort of, you know, watching everyone else at all times. Right. right. And, and you know, like you, it's just like it's like the Empire. The Empire can't be everywhere all the time. But if we make people afraid enough, they'll police themselves. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Um, for fear of of crossing the empire, they'll they'll you know rat on rat on people and you know all sorts of. That's the whole idea of fascism is get people, you know, who won't even and not even that that need to buy into the concept, but they need to buy into the consequences enough that they will protect themselves by doing your work for you, basically. Um, right. Well, then, then, but then, if you know all your coworkers in this big open office environment, then you know when you have to take a day off, then you can find someone to fill your shift for you 
it's a, it's a great idea, right? I right. tell you, if if your if your boss or HR ever tells you it's your job to find someone to cover your shift, walk out, right. walk out of that place that's because that is not your place. fucking job. No, that you're not in a good company if that's something that's expected of you. Um, Seriously, but yeah. Speaking of, speaking of not working, I saw this clip today. This was a uh, or no, this was a couple days ago. Um, when, when Karl Marx was still living in Germany or Prussia, as it was called then, um, the police were spying on him and I don't know, like, I guess through a hole in the wall because it was like pretty much like literally like how else could you spy on somebody? Back right. Then? Right. They're not fucking slipping high tech, you know, bugs under his fucking uh, no. like, lamp, bedside lamps. Like. And they didn't have microphones until Hitler anyway. So no, like, right. Of course, they weren't invented until 1939. <laughs> so how could they have listened in on any conversation? <laughs> so, so this is just, this is hilarious because you can, t- you can see like sort of the, the contempt of the Prussian police for the way Marx lived mm. based on like their very rigid police moral code but also like a slight bit of envy in the way this report is written. So keep in mind, this is Karl Marx at home, minding his own business, and this is what the police had to say. (laughs) He leads the existence of a real bohemian intellectual. Washing, (laughs) grooming, and changing his linens are things he does rarely, and he likes to get drunk. Though he is often idle for days on end, he will work day and night with tireless endurance when he has a great deal of work to do. He he has no fixed time for going to sleep and waking up. He often stays up all night and then lies down fully clothed on the sofa at midday and sleeps till evening. <laughs> Untroubled by the comings and goings of the whole world. <laughs> I mean, if oh, that there's isn't such every, jealousy there. There's such it, jealousy. It's, right. It's so it's like they're telling on themselves that they wish that was the life they could have and how he's bad for getting to live it. Like he's he's living the life of every fucking kid in college ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, you know, slacking off all day and then all of a sudden at night gets drunk. And it's like, well, I better fucking add her all this fucking cram this test into my brain before tomorrow. <laughs> They, I just, it, yeah. It's funny because you, you have to imagine they have like an apartment that overlooked his or something. It must have been like a super obvious fucking position that they oh, were, you know. I, I'm sure they rented the apartment right next to him so they could fucking bore a little hole through and, and... <laughs> like literally just peek in at him, which is. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or above. You're right. <laughs> they had, you know, a little fucking Pinkertons sneaking in there. Fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think it's hilarious because I mean, if you know anything about Marx, like that's that is exactly how he did live. This isn't the police just like making it up. No, no, him. right. This is how he really lived, and this is why you know he would go through spurts of writer's block, and then would churn out ten books in a year. You right. know, and and it was usually it's like, hey, Ingalls, can I uh, get some more money for uh, um, writing supplies? Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, right. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, the, the most amazing thing is when you learn that it was the American Civil War that was like the thing that got him back into writing because he thought like this is the this is the thing that's going to create a, a huge wave of labor activism, which it in some ways did. In other ways, it was unrelated to other labor movements because of you know racism. Um, but he thought this was the moment like this was the moment, you know, that, that you know, inspired him to write all of his most well-known books um, and of course he was, you know, constantly writing about the U S civil war and he was, he was like constantly writing letters to Lincoln and may or may not have gotten one back ever. It's not totally well known. Right. Um, 
But yeah, I just think it's amazing that, you know, like he's just living the dream and these cops are just like, God damn it. <laughs> Why does he get to right? I can't believe he gets to fucking just sit around and not do anything all day. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, it's like, but, that's what writers do. I mean, any, any s- yeah, <laughs> but you, I mean, you could see why he would think that because if, I mean, if he's looking at, you know, the, the exploits of like a John Brown, he could look at that and say like, well, this is clearly like completely labor based because the, the, the entire, you know, sort of call to arms for abolitionists is ending this complete, you know, uh, stain on, on the, on the conscience of our nation of slavery, um, which is just the ultimate exploitation of, of labor. Um, so you can you can imagine why he would look at it and see it that way, and then obviously becomes something completely you know it evolves into something a lot more territorial and you know I doubt that everyone you know in the, I doubt that like everyone involved in the, in the civil war on the north side was a complete you know like moral abolitionist or you know versus just this oh no they totally didn't they, they, the they didn't want the south right. to have an economic advantage right. with them in Europe. Right. right. It, it was just like they have a year round growing season and we don't. Right. That's a, yeah. the, North, Another... the North only got rid of slavery. Uh, slavery. <laughs> they only got rid of slavery, you know, fairly shortly before the Civil War. So it wasn't like they were, you know, had some huge moral thing. It was just it was like, well, we have nothing for them to do half the year. Right. Uh, which, so they which, pretended lots over, of course. And, you know, in, in the in the history class, they don't really like to highlight that fact. They act as if right. it was like this like this bastion of fucking free, you know, like 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 the free states were actually like some free, you know, fucking territory. Like they wouldn't just actually honor fucking, you know, property claims, uh, quote unquote, of fucking slave owners who would hire people to track down people in the northern states and bring them back. Like a lot of northern states would just be like, yeah, sure. Well, you know, it's your property and it got lost. So uh, here, take it back. Like, you well, know, let's, let's also remember that Abraham Lincoln said that the, the slaves should be free, but never be allowed to vote or be citizens. Right. Well, then he wanted to basically <laughs> like send them back. Like it was, that was basically like, you know, the difference between an abolitionist and, you know, just an, uh, somebody who wanted to end slavery is like some of the, a lot of them were just like, yeah, no, we, we should, we should just, you know, end slavery and send them back to Africa. Not like end slavery and like give them full fucking rights and reparations for the insane, you know, uh, violence that we're perpetrating on them. Uh, you know, so it, it's just to, yeah. to say nothing of the fact that, you know, by that point, most, most people that were enslaved had been born here in this right, country. Right. So the idea that like you, you're going to kidnap them, like, you know, to go from being a, a slave born in the United States or an enslaved person, I hate saying the word slave, um, to then being like, Oh, and now we're going to, we're going to free you, but then kidnap you and send you to another continent that you don't know anything about, right. <laughs> or, or at least, you know, not from having lived there yourself. That, like maybe you were there when you were three years old, or maybe not even, maybe your parents were there when they were 10 years old. And like, you have no fucking concept of like, you know, like just imagine we just don't want the cell to be economically prosperous and they're doing that with you with your help uh right. so we got we got to put a stop to that and right can't have can't have you selling cotton to france uh in the winter time nope so no, yeah can't have that. all right so well, one one last quick oh, yeah. little piece here i'll be really quick about this but this was this just you know the the kind of reporting quote unquote that we get about countries that we don't like like iran 
Iran and uh, North Korea, it never ceases to make me laugh because you never hear stuff like this about Saudi Arabia. Right. Um, it, it's just it, it and the, the amount of projection in this kind of stuff is hilarious to me. So this this was written about North Korea, but see if the description of North Korea reminds you of any other countries that you might live in. Little is known about the daily life of people living in North Korea, one of the world's most isolated nations. The country is home to more than 25 million people who are, from a a young age, taught to worship their leaders. Uh, Un has a near total control of the country and leads a repressive regime that is willing to do away with political dissenters, according to a 2022 Human Rights Watch report. And while Kim boasts his great military and nuclear might to the rest of the world, many of his citizens quietly struggle, suffering from malnutrition and poor living conditions. Oh. Most citizens have little idea of what's going on inside, uh, uh, going on in the outside world due to government restrictions on electricity, travel, and more, according to the Human Rights Watch re- report. Still, North Korean citizens do participate in the workforce, through, though sometimes they do so against their will. <laughs> oh, what, man, what would that be like? Most North Koreans don't have a say in their professions uh, and are assigned a job. Tens of thousands are being held in political prison camps where they are used for forced labor, <laughs> according to, <laughs> to the United Nations, forced, forced labor in prisons. I couldn't imagine what what country would no. do such a thing. Can you imagine, like in, in sla- or like in, yeah, imprisoning twenty five percent of the world's population just to do you know free fucking slave labor for corporations? What that would be like? I can't. Even I mean, it just I and they have nuclear weapons while people are going hungry. I just, right. Here's the thought. Following a catastrophic famine in the 1990s, North Korea pushed to increase its agricultural production. How dare they? Still, food insecurity in the region is alarmingly high. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the, the nearest affordable grocery store in most cities? Uh, <laughs> out in the suburbs. Um, Kim Jong II opened point, yeah. the Pyong, uh, Pyongyang department store 19, uh, in December 2010 in what officials said was an attempt to improve living conditions in Pyongyang. North Korea's capital, the store sells electronics, uh, cosmetics, food, housing, goods, and more. While comparatively wealthy North Koreans line up to shop at the store, poorer city residents instead buy goods via an extensive black market, often trading American dollars for products. <laughs> Man, what would that are, be like? <laughs> yeah, citizens are encouraged to buy, uh, to, sorry, citizens are encouraged to buy state products domestically, uh, to uh, make cosmetics, uh, so, sorry, I, I copy and paste a part of that sentence wrong, so it doesn't make sense. But basically, citizens are, are being encouraged to buy domestic products. Mm-hmm. Again, ma- made in North Korea for North Koreans? What? That's crazy, right? Right. So there was another part that said that um, uh, North Korea is, oh, wait. Yeah, here we go. Uh, North Korea has one major trading partner, China, to whom they sell minerals, metals, guns, textiles, and agricultural industry <laughs> products. So just like America, they're, they trade with China more than any other country. Right, right. Again, what would that be like? like? like I, I just I love the how we always like seem to forget that we that China has most favored nation trading status with the United States. Right. Like we we need them to keep fucking cheap plastic there's a reason we owe them so much so much money it's like it's not because we just like right it's because we trade with them constantly and we export all of our shitty manufacturing that we don't want to do uh there so that we can sell you know cheap like you said cheap shit here america america the richest capitalist nation in the world only is so because it trades most with the biggest communist nation in the world (laughs) right (laughs) love love the irony 
Oh, anyway, God. funny how that so, works. So yeah, again, and then the last line here: images of the general leader uh, Kim Un Sung and his son Kim Jong Il can be found throughout the country. This portrait uh, adorns the walls uh, of many hotels and government offices. Yeah, you remember you remember watching the X Files in the '90s? How like they always had the picture of whichever the president was up on the wall of the fucking yeah every and that, federal and that's, office. That's a real thing. That's actually, I, I think it's actually a requirement in federal offices that you it have is. that. Yeah, it is. It's 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 exactly the fucking same. I mean, yeah. not everybody in America has a portrait of the president on their wall at home, but that's also not something that everyone does in North Korea either. <laughs> no, right. But that's it's not like they you know bang on your door and say, "Where's the picture of the fucking president? We're gonna shoot you." Like <laughs> right. that's like like oh again, i took it down to dust it off oh you're lying that wasn't up you just right. put that up now. it's like people think that north korea is the the empire from star wars where they're just kicking down doors and dragging people out of their right. homes and putting guns in their faces like no that's what america did in iraq right well and that's the ultimate full circle right because that's people have always misunderstood they're like oh well they're the nazis because they have you know fancy hugo boss-esque uniforms it's like no they literally were always meant to be america they were made as an allegory for the fucking american uh, troops in Vietnam, and that's what George Lucas intended when he uh, wrote fucking Star Wars in 1978. So remember that video done. a couple of years ago when there was um, a guy trying to flee North Korea in a car, and oh, yeah. the people, the like military, was shooting at him as he was fleeing, and people were like, "Look how terrible it is!" People would risk their life to flee the country, and then it turned out that that guy was wanted for murder, and that's why he was being chased. Right. <laughs> It's just like, you know, whatever suits the narrative, whatever suits the narrative. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, um, that'll do it for us tonight. But uh, if you want to support the pod, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, uh, patreon.com slash move left. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next time. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun So this is Christmas
Christmas, everybody.